And then they asked me to give my postal code backwards too. Hold, hold up, hold up. What was the last name on the ID? I can't remember. Oh. Honestly, I don't remember. But then, yeah. but then he was like, okay. And then he gave it back to me. And then he's like, go ahead. Yo. <laughs> like, you know, this is fake. What? Like, you know. What, what, what happens I, to you in, bar, in, in, in bars? <laughs> I've never had, I've never even had yeah, an interaction with had a bouncer. You've a beard for how long? No, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you want from me? <laughs> uh, true. Right? True. You're like five feet tall <laughs> yeah. as well. That's that's tough. Yes. I still get ID'd at liquor stores, okay? <laughs> like, yeah. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You made it here. You found us. You love romantic comedies, which is great news. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have the family, family switch. switch. Is it family switch or the family switch? I think it's just family switch. Okay. It's brand new, so forgive us for <laughs> messing that up. But <laughs> hey, wherever you're listening to us, please throw us a follow. It would be a great Christmas gift that you could give to us by following the Rom-Com Rewind on Instagram. It helps more people find us. It helps us grow the pod. And please leave a review this holiday season. That also helps more people find us. I have a message from Gabby. Yes. She said, just listen to the While You Were Sleeping episode and so happy you two loved it as much as I do. I must say, though, in your discussions of the top five to ten actresses of the 90s, you forgot the most important Miss Jen Aniston. Most importantly, <laughs> friends. She also did The Object of My Affection, her personal favorite crying movie is what she said. Picture, picture perfect, she's the one, and Office Space. Oh, Office Space was, you know what? Gabby didn't have me until Office Space. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, K. Have you watched Office Space? I have, yes. <laughs> Every time... Uh. I hear a Michael Bolton song. I can't not think about that guy <laughs> oh whose name is Michael Bolton. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh. Michael Bolton? That's me. Wow. Is that your real name? Yeah. <clears throat> so are you related to that singer guy? No, it's just a coincidence. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's just like... Yeah, I'm just Michael Bolton. Like, please, please, <laughs> please leave, leave me, me alone. There's so many funny jokes in that movie. That movie is fantastic. Um, great call, Gabby. I like that. So the family switch is Sarah and I realized this. Um, it was requested a lot on our it Instagram, was. actually. Yeah, yeah. Not quite a rom-com, or it is rom-com-ish. A little bit more on the Ish. family side, I think. Definitely on the family side, yeah. This is a brand new, out earlier in November 2023, Netflix fa family Christmas comedy directed by uh, Mick G. He's a director who just goes by like a like good a name. For, good for him. He's also responsible for This Means War and The Babysitter. Mm -hmm. The Family Switch is the story of Jess and Bill Walker, played by Jennifer Garner, and Ed Helms. The Walker family is a little bit out of sorts. They have three children, the main two being Cece and Wyatt, played by Emma Myers and Brady Noon. Uh, both of them are in high school. They also have a third child who's just a baby. That's Miles. Um... They're a family that feels very disconnected and isolated from each other, I think is the central theme here. They all have their own priorities that in their own minds supersedes everyone else in the family. And all of this comes to a head after a Christmas excursion to Griffith Observatory when during a rare planetary alignment event, 
while the whole family happens to be bickering how everyone else's lives are so easy and, oh, I wish I lived a day in your shoes because it would be so simple. And also there's a sage old lady too. We're, we're hitting all the check boxes for <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's a body swap story. Jess Woo-hoo! and Cece wake up in each other's bodies. Bill and Wyatt wake up in each other's bodies and the baby miles swaps bodies with the dog pickles. This is your lead in for family <laughs> switch. What are your thoughts? I worry that we're all kind of disconnected. Did you ask me something? Hmm? What? It's fine. Okay. Good night. <laughs> Do you think it's good for you to live like this? What's up? You're really not supposed to use your hands. Why are family meeting downstairs? Let's go. Can you help me with this problem? I'm kidding. You can't help me. No, I can't. We are going to make a happy memory as a family. I wish you could be me. I would love for you to be me for one day. I would love for you to know what it's like to be me. I would kill to eat a dozen donuts and just have it burn right off. Would you take a picture of my family, please? Everybody say Merry Christmas. So this movie is definitely family oriented. This is a great holiday family movie for everyone to watch. It was it was fun. It was funny. Um, the dog and the baby switching bodies was interesting. <laughs> that was an odd little, yeah, little, a little flip. side story. Like, like it was, it was funny. I think I it almost, was, it was filler. It was really good filler. I was about to say, I almost wonder if it needed to be in the film. I also thought of that. I was thinking to myself after I watched the movie, did that need to be in there? And then I decided that that was filler like that was the pieces of of the movie that you needed just a little bit of a break from or or like scene and before you go to the next scene here's the baby and the dog being watched by this man named Rolf here's what I'll say about it I actually I didn't really love it but I loved Rolf I loved his attitude towards like everyone but his dogs and then all of a sudden he's for some reason looking after this baby and this dog who i mean unbeknownst to him have switched places but he's just like so willing to take this this project on and i I mean i really think on the side he just wants to train them both like he did his three dogs but like who knew he was a babysitter like it was just so out of nowhere and like kind of out of character for him but he was one of the best parts of the movie. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought I thought he was so funny. But I, I still do think like the dog and baby scenario, like you, you could take that out of the movie. And maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe. Be okay. I, I also thought that when the family was like, you obviously have the teenagers and then all of a sudden you have Miles, a very young infant almost. Like, and they never explained it. They're never like, yeah. we've got teenagers and then like a two-year-old. It <laughs> yeah, was never brought it was up. just kind of, but I find that happens in a lot of family oriented movies. Like there's like always the teenagers and then there's always the young third child. Like, oops. Like, I don't know. <laughs> was it? They always need to make the the parents a little bit more at the ends of their <laughs> of their rope or whatever. Or so younger like, than they seem, maybe? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so like, let's just throw in a toddler <laughs> yeah. just for good measure. But you know what? Jennifer Garner was really good in it. And I did find, though, that she kind of played sometimes, when she obviously was playing Cece, played a little bit of uh, Jenna from 13 Going on 30. Certain oh. things she said, I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds like Jenna. 
from 13 going on 30. I think, I mean, they even make a reference they do. of 13 yes. going on 30 yeah. right before mm-hmm. they body swap. Uh, but yes, I mean... The, no, after, after they body swap. I thought it was right when it's happening. No, they woke oh. up in the morning. They're all at the kitchen table and they, they say, oh my God, I feel like I'm 13 going on 30. Oh, maybe they make the joke twice because I'm quite oh, sure maybe. they make a joke like that in the observatory. Oh, maybe. Um, Yeah, I mean, you kind of touched on it. I think... It achieves what it wants to do in that, like, you can watch this with the family. It appeals to all age groups. The jokes are super easy. The message is nice and fluffy. Yeah. It makes you want to hug your loved ones at the (laughs) end. It's a nice Christmas family flick to get you into the holiday vibes. With that said, for me, your friend Devin, classic Devin food analogy. This is like um, a cake that has a little bit too much fondant. Oh my God. Because like it's nobody wants to eat it. (laughs) It's just got too much of the superficial stuff. You know, that fondant, it, what even is fondant? Fondant is just for making things look I feel like it's sugar. Nice. Yeah, it's just sugariness. And like, there are moments where this ends up falling into the really slapstick eye mm. roll-ish comedy at times. Like the whole sequence of the ice cream gorging, lactose intolerant fart sequence is what oh, I'm going to call it at work. my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> that i was like this is this is a lot there's a baby drinking dog water there's a close-up of a colonoscopy a dog urinating on a christmas tree like there are there are a few moments where i'm like if you made this in the 90s with chevy chase i'd be like yeah totally of of course (laughs) like it it kind of has those like old school family slapstick elements to it which i mean like i said it it makes it so that it's easy to watch for the whole family But at the same time, I I roll my eyes at a few of those scenes like, oh, Jennifer Garner is farting now. Like, we're doing (laughs) fart jokes with Jennifer Garner. Okay. All right. That's where we're at. I mean, I will say I did like the movie. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really nice Christmas uh, family movie. Um, But I do wish, and and I mean, I think it's hard to do in an hour and 45 minutes with four main characters to dive deep into the background. Like if you look at a Freaky Friday and I look at the one that was done with Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis, I felt like I knew those characters, you know, the, the angst for the, the love of, of Chad Michael Murray's character and, (laughs) you know, the band not performing well. And then, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, the wedding going awry, like you really did feel what they're, what they were going through. Whereas in this movie, you had four, four, I guess, storylines to really delve into. And was it far enough? I guess that's my question. But otherwise, it's a family movie. So does it have to? Probably not. So it was really easy to watch. You know, if I had more time to write it all down, if, if walking into this movie, I knew there were so many Freaky Friday similarities. <laughs> I would have written them down because off the top of my head, there's a sage old lady who's basically yes. responsible for the body swap. Yeah. There is a band moment at the end. There is a band where moment somebody at the doesn't end. know how to play an instrument, but is yep. the, but the the person actually in the band is like the kid or vice versa, who whatever. Is yeah. There's a thing like that. Did you know that? What's that? Did you know that? Know what? Okay, I mean, this is going to be my quick facts, yeah. but that, that's Weezer. Oh, oh, it's, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the entire yeah. band. It Whoa, is that's Weezer. the whole band? Yes. Okay, classic Weezer. <laughs> I only recognize the, the lead singer. Yeah. Um, 
Rivers Cuomo. I, I recognized Rivers right okay. away. Yeah. They do like hold the screen on his face long yes, enough that you're do. like, oh shit, that's Weezer, bro. Yeah. So the whole band was in yeah. there? Okay. That's yeah. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's I pretty thought cool. that was a really cool, yeah. Hey, hold on. You you got Rivers from Weezer here and you're like, no, let's get Elm, Ed Helms and freaking <laughs> Jennifer Garner harmonizing. Like, yeah. you're not going to let Rivers go out here? He was just, he's just, you know, a side piece in the band. Yeah, he was. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, I mean, it. like I said, it it does what it achieves. And it, if you watch this and you're like, yeah, like, this is great. Like, sure, it's it's great for the whole family. It is. It no matter really who is. you are, you'll find some, some comedy I, or entertainment here. I did here. really like it. And you know what? I don't think there's been a good family Christmas movie like this in a little bit. So I think this was a good one. It's been a minute. So the movie opens with a dance number. Can we just talk about that for a moment? Ed Helms and Jennifer Garner come out dressed as candy canes. That was ridiculous. I was dying laughing. Hey, probably like, I don't know, top 10 openings for me. (laughs) I'm totally kidding, but I loved it. With Ed Helms wearing the candy cane head. I kind of want to be that for Halloween. (laughs) For Halloween? I love it. Okay. Okay. Or Christmas, maybe? I was like, going to say, don't know. Like, it feels weird to be a Christmas character for Halloween. I kind of like it. You do you. Yes. Anyway, it's three days till Christmas. The kids are getting older. They're teenagers. They really don't want to make the family Christmas video that they all make, which is why they're dressed up like that. And they just kind of want to go and do their thing. So we find out that Cece, the daughter, is good at soccer. It's basically her life. She wants to play for the national team. Bill wishes, uh, the father, wishes that he were still rocking out in his band Maroon 6, um, which is obviously Maroon 5. Um, Yes. Uh, Wyatt is extremely, extremely smart. Like, he's a freshman in high school and has a Yale interview and is friends with people named Spock and Elon, which is also interesting like Very. i thought that was really funny yeah and we uh know that jess is a an, an architecture works for an architecture firm um and wants to make partner so they have a morning breakfast meeting and they all have something big coming up so wyatt has an interview at whale cc at <laughs> hold on whales wyatt has an interview at yale okay yeah don't know why I said whale. <laughs> Cece has a championship soccer game coming up. Mom has a big presentation at work and Bill has a band, wants a band audition. The whole family is going to the planetarium that afternoon for Wyatt's big thing for the solar alignment or the planet planet alignment. Wyatt gets bullied at school, but has a crush on this girl named Ariana or Ariana. And Bill is a music teacher at their high school and Jess is a big, you know, big time at her work. Like I mentioned, they seem to have lost, I guess, lost their way with being a family. And so they're, they're definitely at odds with each other. So there's a palm reader at the planetarium later that day that we, we get to see her name's Angelica. And before they go in, obviously she says like, Oh, Merry Christmas. You have to fix what's broken. You cute family. You obviously we know she's like magical of some sort, like this is kind of like in the realm of like, I don't know, weird guardian angel, um, genie, um, mythical 
planetary. Literally exactly the same as Freaky Raider. Friday. The the lady at the Asian restaurant says some words to the family. <laughs> and they break the cookies. The, exactly. And it all goes down. This one's just a planetarium and a planetary alignment and a lady named Angelica instead. But it's yes. the same thing, guys. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. So they all go into the planetarium and they're at the ginormous telescope. They're all arguing. And then Angelica shows up and asks Jess to take a picture of them. She does. But then the telescope breaks and they all fall over the ledge and something cosmic happens. We don't know what, but just something cosmic is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next morning they wake up in each other's bodies. They're all freaking out. And 17 again and 13 going on 30 is mentioned in this scene right here. And it also, like, I will say it is a premise that has been done before. We've seen it, 13 going on 30, like we said. 17 again, Freaky Friday. They do tell different jokes than all the others, which I appreciate. Yes, I agree. Because you are kind of like, oh, we're doing this again. Like, what? You you can't come up with the same jokes. You You got to do new shit. I loved it. I would say, um, there's a handful of listeners that um, as soon as it came out messaged me to let me know that this was a body swap <laughs> movie. And I appreciate it greatly, by the way, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Because, yeah, this it's a tale as old as time, but I love it. A couple of those jokes that I feel made this movie feel fresh. Mm-hmm. What are you doing in my bed? You're in my bed. Why am I in your bed, Mom? What is happening? That's me, Stacy. Mom, Wyatt. Yeah. I mean, there were the jokes with Wyatt and Ed Helms. How he's like, oh my god, you've got chest hair. Like, (laughs) you've got what's happening with you? I'm so itchy. And then the side with Jess and Cece. Jess is now in Cece's body, and she's like, oh my god, you have a tattoo. And then, oh yeah, Cece. That's right. In Jess's body is like, oh, like you found the soccer ball. She had not found the soccer ball. It it turns out Cece has two tattoos. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have for you. I've discovered. I went looking for stories. Okay. Of girls not telling their parents about them getting a tattoo (laughs) and how the parents found out and how long they were able to lie about this tattoo. Now that is a tale as old as time. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, how how common is that? Oh, I feel like it's super common. That and for some reason when I was in high school, it was getting your belly button pierced. How are you going to hide that? (laughs) That I don't know. That was such a millennial thing, getting your navel pierced. I never did. It was all Christina Aguilera's fault, I feel. Oh, my goodness. Her and Britney Spears, they made the navel piercing (laughs) a lot. This person writes, uh, when I came home from the tattoo parlor, my mom refused to even look at me. She didn't acknowledge (laughs) my existence for a solid three days. My dad, on the other hand, was the one who took me to get my tattoo (laughs) and recorded the whole thing. Oh, my God. That's from Olivia, who was 18 at the time. Wow. Too young to get a tattoo? What do you Mm, think? I don't think so. Although, you know what's really funny is I know a lot of people that got tattoos, like when they were able to, I think at 16, Mm. and they don't like them anymore. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think... 18 might be the start of like, okay, maybe you can, maybe 19. This person writes, uh, I got a tattoo of a dog paw on my foot when I turned 18 because I have a crazy obsession with dogs. Which is annoying that it's not like your own dog. I was going to say. <laughs> that, that makes way more sense to me. 
This person says, I knew my dad would be totally against it, so I hid it from my parents for years by wearing socks and a Band-Aid over it. Wow. One day when I was 24, so this person made it six years. One day when I was 24, I went to my dad's office wearing sandals and forgot to cover it. My dad didn't notice, but his business partner, (laughs) an extremely immature 58-year-old man, (gasps) spotted my tattoo and proceeded to yell at full volume in front of everyone, did you know your daughter has a tattoo? (gasps) Show everyone your tattoo. What a Dick. What a D-bag. I freaked out and failed miserably at trying to pretend it was fake, but it was too late. Turns out my dad thought it was funny and was just mad that I tried to hide it. He gave me 20 bucks to send a picture of it to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> so dads are a lot more forgiving with the tattoos. It seems, yeah. Like most of these stories are the dads pretty chill, I yeah. think. Just like um, this story my parents have always been completely against tattoos. They don't like the idea of permanently marking your body. So after I got a tattoo of a lion holding a soccer ball, (laughs) similar to her girl Cece, I guess, on my side when I was 18, I hid it from my parents at all costs. How long do you think she made? Six months. Uh... Seven years. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a really long time. I hit it successfully until the summer I turned 25. I had borrowed my dad's car and returned it just in time to catch my mom in the driveway and give her the keys. I didn't realize I was wearing a cutoff shirt and my sides were showing. So when she hugged me, she saw my tattoo and reached for my shirt asking, what's that? I tried to play it off. <laughs> what, mom? Since my friend was with me and I was kind of embarrassed, my mom was so angry, she just covered her mouth and grunted saying, ew, oh, I just can't believe you did that to your body. My parents will never like my tattoo, but they're kind of over it at this point. I feel like you'd have to because it's permanent. And it's been seven years. Yeah. And I think, is that not like the biggest thing as a parent? Like my kid needed to lie to me for seven years about this thing. I feel like it's, I think what, would hurt the most as a parent is like you felt you had to hide it for seven years yeah and and then you did hide it for seven years yeah a lion holding a soccer ball objectively though is kind of strange i mean she might regret that later maybe she's a soccer star and she's also a leo she's like here's my oh maybe hey i'm just trying to help our girl (laughs) keshi out like i don't i don't know So the family believes that if they go back to the telescope, they will be able to switch back. So they all, you know, get ready to go to the planetarium and then they realize that none of them can drive and they take scooters to get there. Um, They get there. It's still broken. It's going to take all day to get it fixed. They also have pickles in the baby. And so this is where neighbor Rolf comes in to watch the baby and um, the, the dog pickles. So Cece and Jess go to Jess's workplace and she can't walk in heels. Everything is not going as planned. Before this big pitch, Cece decides to down a tub of ice cream, which supposedly doesn't agree with Jess. We find out later that she's she's lactose intolerant. At what age were you like comfortable in heels that you could like walk into a workplace with high heels and be like, I'm walking here? Uh, I think that was um, because going to the bar um, that I wore heels because I am significantly short. So and, what, what um, age? Like 17. Okay. So no, 18, 18, 17, 18. <laughs> wow. Okay. 17. <laughs> is that, um, 
Judge Sarah, would you say you perjured yourself? What What is the exact? Uh, you mean like lied to get into a bar? Yeah, well, what what you did was not realize that you admitted to going to the bar at seventeen. I know to the entire podcast in Canada, ladies and gentlemen. The legal drinking age is nineteen. I was just about to say yes. The legal drinking age in Canada is nineteen, and in Quebec, it is eighteen. And you were definitely underage, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, discovered something uh, legal. Yes. Uh, listen about our girl Sarah just now. Yeah, seventeen. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> I love how you you did it. So I uh, well, and I think I've told the story on on the pod before. <laughs> I had a bouncer make me take off my heels, and <laughs> he had a measuring tape taped on the inside of the door, and made me stand there, and then looked at my fake ID and said, "You are not this person. You are not tall enough." That and then so sent funny. me on my way. <laughs> Yo, and he kept the fake ID. That that bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> that bouncer does that shit all the time for sure. Any bouncer Definitely. who's like, "Oh, I got my measuring tape ha- on me." It was taped he- on the freaking door. <laughs> he ob- obviously does this often. Yo, that's a way better move because bouncers will be like, "What's your address?" Like you, you can memorize that shit. What's if your What's says, your astrology sign? Yeah, if it says 195 centimeters, that's that's quantifiable. You can immediately find out if somebody's lying about that. One time, I had somebody ask me, and it was a very bad fake ID, like really bad. Um, they asked me what the, what my heritage was for my last name, like, and then they asked me to give my postal code backwards too. Hold, hold up, hold up. What was the last name on the ID? I can't remember. Oh. Honestly, I don't remember. But then. Yeah. But then he was like, okay. And then he gave it back to me. And then he's like, go ahead. Yo, <laughs> like, you know, this is fake. What, like, you know. What 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 happens I, to you in, bar, in, in bars? <laughs> I've never had, I've never even had yeah, an interaction with a bouncer. You've had a beard for how long? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what do you want from me? <laughs> Uh, true. Right. True. You're like five feet tall <laughs> yeah. as well. That's that's tough. Yes. I still get ID'd at liquor stores, okay? <laughs> like Yeah. I went out for dinner not long ago and with with one of my girlfriends and I was ID'd. And then she obviously like she looks older than me because she's taller than me. She also got ID'd. You'd think once you get a 30-year-old's ID, you're looking at the other person like uh, I guess I have to, it's but I've been over 10 it's years. Probably also another 30 year old, right? Like, <laughs> actually, I was at the liquor store and um, I went to go sample something and they asked me for my ID before I could sample. What? <laughs> at the liquor store for yeah, a sample? For a sample. You know? I didn't even know they could do that at the samples. Yeah, during the summer, there's all like the try the new, you know, whatever. Yeah, but they never ID me. Well, they ID'd me. Oh yes, because you have a beard. I have a beard. <laughs> Got some gray hair coming in. Oh. I haven't been ID'd in like a decade. <laughs> I think I Lucky. turned 20 and they're like, he's fine now. Lucky you. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> this means I look old. I don't know if it's a good thing. Anyway, anyway. So Jess writes, or CC, or yeah, no, Jess in CeCe's body, writes the presentation down on note cards. At school, Wyatt is telling Bill to not just avoid everybody, but Bill peaked in high school, obviously, and is killing it as being Wyatt in high school, as a high school student. So back at Jess's work, CeCe starts the presentation and it goes terribly wrong very quickly. She starts yelling and thanking everybody for coming to the presentation, which I thought was so funny. And then Jess says to CeCe to use the cards, which she has to put her glasses on, the coffee spills all over them, Jess, who is Cece, should not have eaten that tub of ice cream, and um, it's come back to haunt her. Ask me uh, how long it took me to get through this five-minute scene. Oh, how long? Probably about 30 minutes. Oh, no. I paused it <laughs> maybe five times, and I had to stop. I This was like 
so cringy and so awkward and so uncomfortable. <laughs> and I get like, that's the joke. I get it. But like, it was like, and then she starts farting. I'm like, oh my it's God. It's the farting. That was this excessive. Is, and it was honestly the eating the ice cream ahead of time. She was really like, <laughs> they had wild effects of just like, <laughs> of, of her eating ice cream. I'm like, this is gross. This is like opposite <laughs> ASMR. This is too much. It was really, really funny. The farting was excessive, but yes, it was. Yeah. Anyway, it's come back to haunt her. Then Cece, as Jess goes into like, do you remember that? This is the church. This is the steeple. Open the doors and see all the people. So weird. Started, so weird. I started laughing out loud because I was like, I literally said to the screen, I was like, whoa, this brings me back. <laughs> like, whoa. Um. Anyway, the guy starts laughing that she's presenting to and then says like, literally... That's not funny. Jess, as Cece, saves the day, but she's about to literally crap her pants. Um, and she farts so loudly in front of everybody. It goes awry. It doesn't happen. She ends up leaving. Like, it, it's not a good scene. So they get to Cece's championship game, and Jess has to play as Cece. And it is a massive stadium for a high school championship game. Like, those are tens of thousands of people in those stands. That's intense. Anyway, the game does not go well. Jess, ca- Jess catches the soccer ball um, <laughs> and takes the game into her own hands by coaching. Like the CC as Jess starts coaching the game. And when Jess as CC has a chance for scoring, she ends up going to help an injured player instead. And CC is absolutely devastated. Wyatt's interview is going terribly for Yale. Ariana stops by and talks to Mr. Walker, which is obviously Wyatt in bill's body and that goes surprisingly well but we get a feeling obviously that ariana likes wyatt um but the interview uh is not going as planned um he starts dancing on a chair at the end of it and we know he's not getting into yale my favorite outtake from this movie is from that yale Interview. Oh my god, yes, I know. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Are you talking about the one with Ed Helms? Yeah, yeah. where he's like, you're kind of like unfunny and unintelligent, kind of like an Ed Helms type. <laughs> On meeting, you seem more like a middle-aged man of middling intelligence. Low. Middling to low intelligence. Sort of an Ed Helms type. <laughs> <laughs> um... Why did they not leave that in? That was so funny. Can I actually say my my best scene, because it won't be throughout the movie, but my best scene are the bloopers at the very end. Mine as well. Because they were so candid and so well done. And it makes me think that a lot of this might have been impromptu. 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 Ad-libbed. Yes. Yes, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or bits and parts of it, you know. Anyway, uh, Bill and Jess um, as Cece and Wyatt later that night end up going to a party so that Wyatt as Bill or Bill as yeah Bill as Wyatt can go to speak to Ariana back at home CC um buys Coachella tickets for the family and then uh, all the moms come over for the monthly moms night which includes dinner and they have no idea how to make that I think they could have left that out yeah so at the party, Bill denies Ariana a kiss, but then does take down his high school bully by making jokes about himself and um, and then hits him in the head, which I actually thought was very well done. That was pretty funny. Um, Jess, have, as CC has a solo dance, then everybody joins in. And this is so um, 13 going on 30 with the thriller uh, scene in that movie when they all start joining in the dance. 
Um, and they obviously know all the choreograph, like choreography, chore- choreography. Wow. <laughs> Tough words. It is. Um, but yeah, so the parents show up and they all dance together and you think they're almost going to switch back. But then the cops show up. They're having a moment. The family is getting back on track. Cece shows up as Jess to the presentation the next day, wearing her own style and utilizes her entire team for this presentation this time around. And at school, Jess as Cece is taking her math test and solves the extra credit. Her teacher's very impressed. He even tells Cece how impressed she or he is with how she's turning things around for her grades. So then Jess is seeing like, wow, my daughter's actually applying herself. Yeah, and then back at Jess's work, Cece finds out that Jess has made sacrifices too, like she hasn't taken vacation in five years to pay for Cece's extra, like, soccer camps, missed promotions to be able to go and see her play. And so we are seeing, you know, they're they're beginning to connect again. So Wyatt is missing because he's freaking out about playing in the band, which is technically Bill's band. Um, but he works up the courage with his family behind him, and um, they the whole family is singing as backup singers. Yes, very Freaky Friday-esque, like I said. Yeah. So the performance goes amazingly, and they get to go to to Hollywood. Jess's team nailed the pitch, and she makes partner. They get the lens from Spock in exchange for his Charizard card. We actually know somebody who owns a Charizard card. There's um, Kate. Like a limited edition Charizard card. It's, yeah, somebody who spent like... (laughs) Why do we know that? (laughs) We know somebody who spent like a ton of money on a Charizard. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like similar to like the Beatles vinyl albums or Harry Potter. Like there are certain runs of publications that are more valuable. I guess there was a specific print of Pokemon cards of Charizard where it didn't have a shadow and every single other one had a shadow. So if you happen to have this, they call it a shadowless Charizard, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, It's worth a lot of money. We know somebody who actually owns one. We do. As an investment, this person was like, yo, I'm, I'm investing money in a Pokemon card, which I don't know how well it hold, holds its I value. Know. I don't know. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Time will only tell. Good maybe, for them. Maybe it was a sound investment. Absolutely. We don't know. Yeah. It doesn't have a shadow, guys. Yes. But they end up taking the Camaro to get back to the planetarium in time because um, none of them can drive, but... Wyatt works up the courage as Bill. Anyway, yeah. Okay, can I just say, do, do you know how to drive stick? No, I don't. There is no way <laughs> that a kid can learn how to drive stick that on quickly. the fly. Like, for a Camaro? Yeah. Like, older vehicles also had a harder clutch than, like, newer ones. So, like, <laughs> the, the, impossible. Anyway, anyway, sorry, sorry. Keep going. No, that's okay. So, the car does break down because they go through a lot in that car. Um, Angelica, the lady, gets there in time when the car breaks down and gives them a lift. And... They get there, but when they get into the planetarium, Wyatt slips and falls and breaks the lens that they got from Spock. But then Pickles, who is Miles, saves the day by having the original lens, and they all wish to be in each other's bodies, but it doesn't work, and the planets are no longer aligned. I got a question for you. How, mm-hmm. like, like the dog, yeah. Pickles, and Miles swap bodies, mm-hmm. how similar do you think they are in terms of intelligence? I have no idea. Are you going to tell me? Apparently, so. the stats show that a dog's intelligence is pretty much on par with a two or a two and a half year old no child. Way. Seriously, specifically border collars. Like border collars are pretty much like a two and a half year old kid. <laughs> That's hilarious. They know as many words. They yeah. Wow. They are as intelligent as. So really, it's funny. Like that pug might have. Well, maybe not a pug. But if it was a border collie, it would have been smarter than the kid. 
just just throwing it out there. That's amazing. I did not see that coming. Mm. You know, I'm full of facts. Yes. So Angelica drives them home and even calls Jess Cece, knowing that it's knowing that it's her. They get home and they all fall asleep on the couch and the magic happens again. The cosmic clouds have come in. I don't know. <laughs> trying to find something. That's exactly there. what's happening. Anyway, the magic happens and they switch back into their rightful bodies. It's Christmas morning and they're all so happy to be in their own body. Wyatt gets an email saying he isn't ready for Yale, but he's okay with it because Ariana stops by with a present for him and they kiss. The U.S. scout comes to the house to offer Cece another chance to try out. And Jess says, yes, you have to go. Um, So she gets to go there. So all the family gets what they want. And it ends on that note of everybody just having a great Christmas day. Like I said, the bloopers are one of the best parts. Absolutely. The bloopers at the end are so funny. And now... It's time for the Rom-Com Rewind presents the Battle of Rom-Competence. We have Kate on the show. Kate, I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm- First of all, tell us about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? Whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Okay, so I'm Kate. I currently live in Newfoundland, um, and I'm a mom uh, to a two and a half year old boy. I'm also a cancer survivor, and I work full time. I do a lot. <laughs> You are busy. Yes. And, and a lot of things to celebrate. And like, Absolutely. I mean, of course, you know, a cancer survivor and being a parent. And I, I, I say that because I want to hone in on one thing <laughs> in that um, your friend Devon was born in Newfoundland. So it is so nice to have another, uh, a proper, actually, Newfie accent on the Rom-Com Rewind podcast. <laughs> Because my, my, mine is improper. Mine has been <laughs> mine has been Ontarioized, uh, Ontarioized so much. It's indistinguishable. But that's so cool to to meet you and to talk to you. So okay, well, well, now the pressure's on. Obviously, I'm a fan of yours, but at the same time, Kate, I, <laughs> I would love to crush you at this game. Oh. The deal is before. What is your favorite rom com? Oh yes, what is your favorite romantic comedy, Kate? Um, it's a weird one, but Life As You Know It is probably my favorite one. Oh, that's with Katherine Heigl. Oh, and... Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love that yes. one. W- what's his name? The guy doing new stuff, Josh, too. Josh Duhamel. Jo- Josh Duhamel, of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so the deal with this game, Kate, is that we've realized from, from you and our audience and the RCR fam is that um, one thing you guys love is quick facts, and two is that you would love an opportunity to be on the show and test your your love for romantic comedies with ours. So what's going to happen here is I'm about to leave the studio. I'm going to walk away, and Sarah will ask of you three romantic comedy trivia questions. Answer those questions to the best of your ability, and then I'll come back into the studio, and I'll be tested on the same questions as you, and we will discover if you are more romantic comedy. We'll, you'll, we'll discover if you're more rom-com than Devin, really. Does that sound fair? Oh, sounds sounds good. Can't wait to to crush you as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the game is on. I, I will officially depart. Good luck. Okay, bye, Devin. Thanks. All right. You will have 10 seconds for each question. And the third question will be a multiple choice question. Okay. All right. Question number one. In the movie Hitch, what is Hitch's profession? Ooh. He is um, a date doctor. Yes, correct. Good job. Amazing. All right. Question number two. What sport did Mike O'Donnell play in the movie 17 again? 
Basketball. Correct. Ooh, you were on a roll. Okay, question number three, and this one is uh, multiple choice. In the movie Say Anything, what song does John Cusack play loudly from his boombox outside of Ioni Sky's house? Open arms, keep on loving you, in your arms, or gimme all your loving? Oh. Is it, is it gimme all your loving? It is not. Okay. But you are, you're so close. And two out of three, that is phenomenal. I don't, okay. I don't think Devin's going to get that. So amazing showing. Okay, Devin, come on in. I'm here, hello. He's just coming back in right now. Putting on his headphones. Yep. <laughs> By the way, my record at this game is four and four. I've had a lot of defeats lately, so we need we need a comeback story. And um, what, so what, what did we get? Two out of three. Two out of three. Kate, how are the questions today? Pretty good. The last one's a bit tricky. It'll get you. All right. I'm excited. Two out of three. That, that is work. You're making it my, is, your boy work. Okay. It is a great All right. showing. All right. All right, Devin, you will have 10 seconds on the board. The third question will be multiple choice. Okay. Great. Okay. Question number one. In the movie Hitch, what is Hitch's profession? Uh, he's like a love doctor. He's, um, yeah, he, he, he's like a love doctor. I... A relationship person. A relationship coach. I'm not going to. What? That. That's BS. You know what? Kate got a bang on. What is he? I cannot accept anything but bang on, which is date doctor. Oh, that's come on. I'm just saying. All right. She got all right. it right. I'll, I'll, I'll do the next two and then we'll go into overtime. Kate. All right. All right. Okay. Question number two. What sport did Mike O'Donnell play in the movie 17 again? Uh, basketball. Correct. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Now question. we got the multiple choice. Easy, <laughs> <Yes>. easy. <laughs> In the movie Say Anything, what song does John Cusack play loudly from his boombox outside of Ioni Sky's house? Yeah. Peter o Gabriel. Open arms. Keep on loving you. In your arms. Or give me all your loving. Oh, my God. S say A and C again real quick. Open arms. In your arms. C in your arms. Oh, that's correct. Yes. <laughs> I said that reluctantly. <laughs> that's, that's weird because the chorus is like in your eyes. Is it not in your eyes? Or it's definitely in your arms. In your arms. Okay. That's I, what I was thinking of and channeling. So I love that you think it's in your arm, in your eyes. Well, I still got it right, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Wow. Kate, we're in so overtime now. you have now. to explain. And while you're doing that, I'm going to be doing my... Um, my stuff on the side here because <laughs> I didn't think you'd get it, Devin. Are you? Wow. <laughs> First of all, no faith. Second of all, how are we feeling, Kate? Are you a little bit stressed out? A little stressed. Not too bad, but a little stressed. <laughs> okay. So the way this works for overtime is that essentially we need an answer that neither of us will be able to get correctly, but we can get close if that makes sense. Something quantifiable. So Sarah is right now Googling the theatrical box office for a romantic comedy that you and I are about to find out. We need to guess how much money said movie made at the box office. Yep. So, and you need to tell us if it's either international or domestic. Cause Correct. that, does that is what I'm checking in right now. Yeah, I did yeah. pick a movie. I and, just have to see. And so what's going to happen is I'm going to write down my answer so that, you know, Sarah knows it's locked in. We're going to hear your answer and then I'm going to reveal mine. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> Lots of moving parts here. Do we feel comfortable? I feel feel right. Feel good. <laughs> By the way, you know, while she's looking that up, I just realized I'm wearing an East Coast lifestyle tank top today. It's almost Halifax. like it was destined to be. <laughs> oh, it's fate. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. All right. What's the movie? All right. The movie box office amount worldwide okay. for the movie The Holiday. Oh, The Holiday's good. Ooh. Okay. Oh, man. Um. So worldwide. <sighs> Wait till Devin is done writing down his amount. He's really thinking. <laughs> Good. All right. Oh, no, no, no. That's not right. I'm going to go right here. Okay. All right. I got mine. All right. And okay. Kate, let us know when you have yours. Okay. I have it. Oh, I'm, it's definitely in the millions. I'm thinking 174 million. Okay. Ooh. That's a, that a lot. Like, no, that's a great guess. No, no, no. That's, that's great. a great guess. I, I guess 221. Oh. <laughs> Now we got to do math? Yeah, and Sarah's not going to math. One moment. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. The actual, I feel like the actual retail price. Yeah. Um, it's 205.8 million. So I was 16 oh. million off? Yes. Yeah. And how much was? 174. That's That was her guess. So she is... I don't know, Devin plays all me. Well, what was what was the actual number? Two hundred five point eight. Oh yeah, okay. I'm closer. You are closer. By like, I got you by like a couple mil. Ooh. Oh yeah, that was man. like like I said, that was a really really good. Oh, game. what a scam! What a scam! <laughs> I this love it. BS. Yes. <laughs> we even came up with this thing. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Came <laughs> right down to the wire. You know what? Every time we've gone to overtime, it's mm. been like that. It has, like, yeah. It's been very close. Hey, Kate, well, thank you so much for taking the time and and playing this game with us. And we we also just love to to meet our listeners. So thank you. Thanks for having me. I love your podcast so much. I listen to it every week. Oh, oh thank you. I love listening to you guys. Oh, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. <laughs> and now, quick facts. The movie was originally called Family Leave. This is Andrew Bachelor's first McG movie outside of the Babysitter movies. The band Dad or Alive is made up of Ed Helms and the members of the band Weezer. Jess the Mom states this is a completely unique and original situation that has literally never happened before when the family first swaps bodies. The family members then proceed to name the titles of other body swap movies in their responses. Bill says, right? No kid has ever just woken up big, referring to the movie Big from 1988. Wyatt says, yeah, it's so freaky, referring to Freaky Friday from 1976 and 2003, and Freaky 2020. Cece then says, you're telling me I'm 17 again, referring to the movie 17 again from 2009. Bill responds with, I'm 13 going on 30, referring to 13 going on 30, or suddenly 30 from 2004, also starring Jennifer Garner. Competitive soccer usually doesn't happen during the Christmas season. <laughs> <laughs> Great points. <laughs> <laughs> when Cece and Wyatt, actually Jess and Bill, are at the high school party, Cece is dancing by herself on the dance floor. One of the moves she does is the same one as Wednesday Adams, popularized on the TV show Wednesday from 2022, when she dances the goo goo muck at the school dance. Emma Myers, who plays Cece, also stars in Wednesday as Enid Sinclair, Wednesday's best friend. 
that was huge when she did that dance number. Like, like, I mean, on the Wednesday series, it was a big deal. When the Walker children are at the party, Cece begins dancing to a song outside of their usual time genre. Everyone joins in knowing the choreography and and dances with her. And as I mentioned earlier, this is the same as the thriller scene in 13 Going on 30 where Jennifer Garner plays Jenna and she goes into the middle of the dance floor, starts dancing and everybody joins her and knowing the choreography. Originally received this movie a pg-13 rating from the mpa for some suggestive material it was then edited and got a pg for suggestive material uh language teen partying and some thematic elements instead honorable mentions and i have a game for mine so why don't you start i would have to say my honorable mention is the babysitter rolf um, even though he didn't have a lot of time on screen, he was a significant comedic relief throughout the movie. I mean, there were some really good jokes, like we mentioned, throughout the movie. It was it was funny. Um, but the whole character of Rol- Rolf, having watched the baby and the dog and like just going with the flow, man, his character was funny. His character, yeah, was so interesting. I, I actually really liked Rolf. Even I wonder if it's possible to like a character even though you think they might be redundant. <laughs> I guess so, because yeah. that's what you you believe. Um, I want to honorably mention. I just want to talk about Jennifer Garner here. Okay. Did you know? I'm gonna hit you with a wild fact here, Sarah. Like she facts. has a movie coming out. Really? She is gonna be in Deadpool three. Oh. Which is currently in production right now. I love it. Who is she gonna be playing in Deadpool three? Um, don't know. An X Men. Electra. Remember oh back in God. 01, Whoa. the Daredevil movie. I like it. Ben Affleck. Maybe it's a redemption arc for Electra. Who knows? But they're they're getting her to reprise her role as that's Electra. Cool. Which I, I thought was fascinating because that's the movie that she met Ben Affleck on the set of. Whoa. So I here's what Whoa. I want to do here, Sarah. I know I'm I'm baking your noodle right now. You, are. you listening, I might be baking yours too. I want to do. 2020 vision of celebrity breakups because okay. I think Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner that might be one of the big uh, biggest breakups of the last like 15 years it, it's pretty high up on the list in fact I've got a list and I'm gonna just point blank we can rapid fire through this I want you to look at each of these breakups and in retrospect decide do we wish they were still together or are you like yeah thank god Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner are split because they're way better off with where they are now I already know two that you're going to say and I just like don't know one of them I don't know how to respond Yeah there I would say like 80% of these I think are easy but there's there's yeah. a couple that are hard mm-hmm. okay. I'm going to start off with an easy one Okay Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt <laughs> Jennifer, I knew, okay, that's the one that I'm going to have a trouble with. Really? Yeah. Sarah. Because, like, she loved him so much. And he was cheating on her. Yes, with I know. With Angelina Jolie. <laughs> I know. Like, allegedly. I allegedly, mean, obvi- allegedly. Well, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, let's be honest. But, um, I mean, it's obviously good. No one should be cheated on. So, obviously, it's good. But I just, like, I just want her to find love. You know, I just want her to find love. She's on this list more than once. (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad. Okay, so you you just want her to find love, but you agreed they probably shouldn't be together. Um, How about Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise? Oh, good, good that they're broken up. Yep, yep. Yes, good. Kim Kardashian, Kanye West? Oh, I liked them together, but it's probably a better thing that they broke up. I thought 
they were actually good together. Same. I feel like he called her on her BS a yeah, lot. Yeah. Uh, but now Kanye has just gone into a weird zone. Yeah, and that's the that's, that's the part that I'm like, it's probably for the best. But had he had that not occurred, like had he been in, in good mental health, um, I think they were good together. There's a clip you can look up that I find hilarious of Kim Kardashian. I can't remember. I think they were talking about their jacuzzi. Um, <laughs> jacuzzi. Yeah, we're, we're they're asked. It's one of those things where they like open a envelope and they answer a question, and Kanye opens it and he's like, "Okay, this question's about our jacuzzi." When's the last time you used a pool? I've never used our pool, actually. What? Yeah, can you believe that? But I love our pool. You know, we don't have a jacuzzi. Can you believe that? Can you believe we don't have a jacuzzi? Can you believe it? <laughs> we don't have a hot tub or something like that. I'm like, he's so. He's just making fun of her right to her face. Uh, like, and it's kind of valid. Wild it's that like, she has a on. law degree. Uh, she, I don't think she's passed her. Uh, she essay. hasn't passed the bar. Yeah, she hasn't passed the bar yet. But, but she is apparently going to do it. Like, that's, that's a thing that's going to. 12 times the charm. You know, she's got enough money. <laughs> I'm totally joking. She doesn't I don't need know. to, you I'm know. I'm surprised she can't pay for the piece of paper. But anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I guess after the college admissions scandal, people might look at shit a little mm, bit more. Heavily. Maybe. Um, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. How do we feel about it? Well, I feel like that was really, really messy. I think they had a lot of children, though. So, like, it's sad for that piece. Yes, and, like, yes. I think I think having done what Brad Pitt did to Jennifer Aniston, I feel like, you know, you could have tried to make it work. But clearly didn't. They were married for a while, though. They were married for quite a while. Yeah. Now we're we're into a tough zone here. Channing Tatum. Oh, I and loved. Jenna Dewan. I loved them together. Only broke up back in 2018. That's I fresh. I know, I know, but I know she's happy with her new boo, and um, I think she's like remarried and has another child with really? him. Really, that yeah. far? Oh my mm-hmm. god! Yeah, but I, I do, I did love them together. Oh, they found love on Step Up, you know. Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt. Oh, that Ooh. one's so sad. Ooh. That's I'm a gut so punch. Sad it is. Yeah. I loved them together. Yeah, loved them together. But <laughs> not answering the question though. I know, I Do know. Do you think they should still be together? Not with the person who Chris Pratt is today. No. Yeah. Oh, you you think Chris Pratt's changed? Yeah. I, I, I agree. I it's weird. Andy Dwyer. Man, I'm it's like, I know who Chris that guy Pratt. is. Yeah, and I'm like, that's not the same guy that we know today. Yeah, no. It's it is that I do think you're right. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck, the the one the I co- think topic they are good with not being together. I think this one's weirder because he's with J Lo again. Yeah, again, again, like, yeah, again. That is interesting. Likes the Jennifers. I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Ashton Kutcher, Demi Moore. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah, good. That, that they're was apart. weird from the outset. I think everybody that was agrees. weird. I'm glad they're not together anymore. And also, Ashton ended Pretty up with sure Mila he's Kunis. like literally the same age as her daughters. Oh, is he? I don't actually know, but like, <laughs> it's got to be that's close. How I feel. That's how I feel. Feelings are more that important is... than facts, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I feel like they're probably the same age. <laughs> I feel. I know they're not, but that is how I feel. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to look it up right now. From that 70s show. So you're like, he found his Oh, yeah. They're destined. The they were always destined from that 70s show on. Okay, wait. Hold on. <clears throat> Ashton Kutcher is 45. Rumor Willis is 35. And he was... 45. Okay, 10 years. All right, all right. It's and, egregious, but not the worst. Okay, Scout is uh, 32, and Tallulah is 29. Okay, and then Demi Moore currently is 61. Yeah. It's too much. 
How about- he was closer to the kids than <laughs> than to the mom. Can I play for you something very like not and and let me just say there's nothing wrong with like it's just when you have children that are closer to your husband's age than you. When he's relating more to your daughter yeah, than to you, that, I don't know. that I is guess an interesting thing. I also just, I don't know. Can I throw out one? I, the only reason I'm doing this one is because I have a clip that I want to play for you that I think you might not have heard yet. Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. Oh, okay. Obviously, you would like them to be broken up, yeah? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I haven't, I'm not going to read the memoir. Well, that's great. So. I'm going to play you a clip of the memoir. <laughs> Did you know it's voiced by Michelle Williams? I, Michelle Williams. Yeah. Yes. yes Famous I actress that. Michelle yeah, yeah, yeah. Williams. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard this scene of Justin Timberlake? How Britney Spears describes Justin Timberlake meeting up with Genuine no. in New York City? No. So this is literally... Are we going to have Pony in the background? No, but that would be great. It's... Okay. All right. Here it is. Walking our way was a guy with a huge blinged out medallion. He was flanked by two giant security guards. Jay got all excited and said so loud, oh yeah, faux shiz, faux shiz, genuine, what's up, homie? <laughs> that That's right. apparently what Justin Timberlake said to po- uh, genuine. And this is like, my question is, how can she remember that? Great question. Great question. You know, like my question, like, did Britney Spears read her memoir? Like, <laughs> you know? I just... <laughs> I don't know how she remembers that. Oh, yeah. For shit, so she is. Genuine. What's up, homie? Like, oh, my God. Did he? Like, I I do want to know. Did he actually say that? To be a fly on that brick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I also love that there's been a lot of, like, Hollywood producers, directors, actors who are apparently in the process of approaching Britney Spears to make her memoir into a movie. Right. I'm sure. Which means, ladies and gentlemen, we will get some actor... Who's playing Justin oh Timberlake? God, to say that, and he's for sure gonna deliver that line because oh that's that was made a big deal. Like, listen, to how much of a <laughs> loser Justin Timberlake sounds in this Michelle Williams narrated <laughs> scene of a Britney Spears memoir? Like, it's absurd. Oh it's God. absurd. That is hilarious. Um, yeah, no, they're better apart, obviously. <laughs> yes. I think they were like the heartthrob couple of the '90s or 2000s, and I think that was. There's a time and place for it. Obviously, we don't, we didn't know the whole story of their relationship, as you don't, right? Like, as we think we know these Hollywood stars, and of course we don't, but um, that's why, like, maybe everybody is better apart now. We'll never know. Oh, like all of these relationships. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like everybody on the planet. Like, no. <laughs> marriage the is whole, a lie. Don't do world. it, guys. No. It's all a scam. <laughs> <laughs> better to be alone. Oh, my God. oh wow! No, no. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> are you? Is that it? Uh, you know what? I've got like six that I can just rapid fire. I feel like they're all nos. Sure. Uh, except for one or two. Okay, go. Well, I mean, Jennifer Aniston, Justin Throw. Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even remember him. But it was the other like, Aniston? Obviously kid. not. Just wanted to find love. Just uh, find Kate, love. Katy Perry, Russell Brand. That was pretty toxic. No, that was absolutely not. No. Totally. Gwen Stefani, Gavin Rosdale. Oh, I did like them together. <sighs> so sad. Music couple, but now, but now she's Blake, in another Blake music Shelton. couple. So yeah, country yeah. this time. You know, uh, Nick Lachey, Vanessa Simpson. Jess. Oh, yeah. No, that was probably for the best. Kristen Nick Stewart. Nick Lachey has found Vanessa. That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's right. 
I'm only She's noticing on NCIS. that now. Hawaii. Well, and Love is Blind. Well, and yeah. Love is Blind, yeah. Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson. No, for the best. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, he's with Suki Waterhouse now and having a baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she does not... I don't know who she's with. Well, yeah, not a guy. So, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So it's for the best, for <laughs> definitely sure. Definitely for the best, yeah. yeah um, Ryan Felipe, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, that's yeah. some fatal attraction right there. No. Cruel Maybe. intentions. Cruel Sarah. intentions. God, hey. we've Can even gotten requests for that. I know. Well, it's not a rom-com, though. It's a romance drama. We've done those. We're doing a family comedy well, right now. I was actually now. talking to one of our listeners about it. Um, they sent me a really good uh, TikTok about Cruel Intentions. And yes, it is Cruel Intentions. So freaking and good. And it's like when um, she's walk- she's on the escalator up and he's waiting and at Ryan's the top. there waiting. Yes, yeah. but then it's like somebody who walks like is trying to get around her. Like it's dubbed. Oh. As like somebody trying to get around the escalator and he's like, uh, can you move to the side? Uh, can you move to the side, please? Um, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, and then like goes up and goes, he's staring right into your soul. Whoa. <laughs> like, oh my God. I'm, I'll post it on I'll post it on Instagram. Listen, y'all. That was an iconic moment that this person obviously bastardized. And I, I as one of my favorite movies of all time, I'd like to say some words. Okay. To I've never seen it. So like my mistake of like getting <laughs> cruel intentions mixed up with fatal attraction. I've also never seen fatal attraction. So <laughs> that would be why. Double whammy. So I apologize. But yes, I did really like them together. They had like identical looking humans to them. Oh yeah. Reese like Witherspoon's Ava daughter is and like. Deacon look, I think yeah. it's Deacon, look identical to them. It is the strangest piece of genetics ever. I mean, they were like two very attractive people who found each other. 100%. So. Yes. And you know, I think they're happy now, but like I did like them together. So. What should have been? Should have been. Yeah, I talked about it off the top. My what should have been is kind of just like the slapstick, you the know. Fart jokes? Hey, I'm a guy. Who doesn't love a good fart joke? It just, it was a little bit, when she's like getting off the bus in the the following scene and everybody's like, ooh, gross. And she's like, I'm so sorry. It was the initial fart like, that I was like, oh my God. This is, this is getting a little bit much. Yeah, the dog peeing on the tree. Anything with the dog, I'm like, this looks a little, there was just a lot of slapstick comedy that, um, you know what? I'll be fully transparent. It's a great movie. In rewatchability, we'll find it. The cheese score is a little low. Mm. Yes. For me, um, I would say I wanted to dive a little deeper into each of the characters, but it's hard with four main characters yeah, it is hard. to do it in an hour and 45 minutes, especially when it's a family movie. But I kind of just wish I would have um, had a little bit of a deeper connection. Like we really didn't get a chance to dive deep into Bill's whole scene like he had one scene where he like tried out for a band and they had backup singers like that was kind of it and like you know trying to find himself around the whole maroon six situation (laughs) and like (laughs) which i actually think was really funny but um but yeah just a little deeper of dive yeah overall rewatchability Okay, my rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry 4.5, because I actually think they all had really good chemistry together. Like, I believe that they were a family. Storyline 3.6, Thirst Factor 3.8, Imagination 2.85, because, I mean, it's been done a lot. Soundtrack 3.2, Cheese 2, for an overall score of 3.32 out of 5. We have extremely similar scores. Okay. I agree. I've got chemistry of 4.2. Because, yeah, they felt like a family. Mm-hmm. I, I felt it. like... Jennifer Garner, Ed Helms, the kids, they all kind of, 
It felt good together. They felt good together. Mm -hmm. Storyline, a 3.5. Thirst Factor, a 3.65. Imagination, I agree. A 2. Soundtrack, a 3.8. And Cheese, a 2.1. For an overall score, I've got a 3.208. Okay, so very similar. Out of five, very similar. Like, this is... That's a good movie. A 3.2 is a good movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, 3.32 is what you said? Yep. Yeah, good movie. Solid family watch. You got some kids. You got a grandparent even over for the family switch. It's fine. It's going to be great. This is the Rom-Com Rewind of Family Switch. Wherever you're listening to us, throw us a follow. Give us a Christmas gift. A follow on Instagram or a review (laughs) would be even better. Thank you. Thanks for listening.